What are tough conversations? Why are difficult conversations so hard? And what's the secret to having tough conversations in a healthy and effective way? That's what I'm talking about this week here on Let's Talk About Mental Health, the weekly podcast that makes mental health simple. So get comfortable and let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 208 of Let's Talk About Mental Health. And thanks so much for joining me as I talk about tough conversations and mental health. I'm Jeremy Godwin, and I teach you how to look after your mental well-being with practical tips you can apply immediately based on quality research and my own experience of learning to live with anxiety and depression after a breakdown in 2011 that changed my life. Each week, I teach you simple ways to improve one specific aspect of your well-being. In this episode, I'll be talking about what tough conversations are, why we need to have them, and how to approach tough conversations in a thoughtful way. So, let's talk about tough conversations. It was 1985 when the eternally mystical Stevie Nicks released her song, Talk To Me, and declared, there's no sense in dancing around the subject, a wound gets worse when it's treated with neglect. And I decided to kick off proceedings today with that quote because, A, I love Stevie Nicks, especially back in the 80s when her hair was bigger than the Long Island mediums. And B, we so often avoid having difficult conversations with people due to fear of conflict and discomfort. But in fact, by neglecting what needs to be said, we usually end up making the situation 10 times worse than it needs to be. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not someone who will just happily jump straight into confrontation mode if and when I need to. In fact, I'd rather do a thousand other things. Knowing that there's the potential for conflict tends to make my stomach churn like a blender on overdrive. But I know that the alternative, avoiding the issue entirely and so not resolving it or not even attempting to address it, actually makes things way worse. Since a big contributor to my breakdown in 2011 was avoiding dealing with things at home and at work that were long overdue for being dealt with, I now know that avoidance is the opposite of what I need to do in order to move forward. Even if the idea of potential conflict sometimes makes me want to vomit up my soul. I really do have a way with words, don't I? (laughs) Anyway, tough conversations are those tricky chats we'd sometimes rather avoid, but that we know deep down are absolutely crucial, especially when there's some sort of issue that needs to be addressed and resolved. They're a bit like going into the dentist for a checkup. You might not be thrilled about it, but you know it's good for you in the long run. So, What exactly are these so-called difficult conversations I'm talking about? Well, let's make sure we're in tune with one another with some definitions to start. And let's talk about what are tough conversations. And, well, they're the chats that make you squirm a bit in your seat. Some talks are easy, like when there's good news to share. Others are like having teeth extracted without anaesthetic, such as when there's a problem or conflict. 
It can be about a specific matter or it can just generally be difficult. Like when you have to talk with a colleague who tends to be toxic and nasty for no particular reason. They're the discussions where the stakes feel high, where you know that emotions might run hot and where the outcomes are uncertain. We've all been there, haven't we? Whether it's at home or in the office, conversations like these can pop up anywhere. In personal relationships, tough conversations might look like discussing relationship problems with your partner. Imagine you're tiptoeing around the fact that your partner's habit of humming TV theme tunes is driving you up the wall. It's a small thing, but small things can snowball. Or maybe it's something more significant, like addressing concerns about money or future plans. It's not just about airing grievances. It's also about sharing deep feelings, fears, or ambitions that make you feel vulnerable. In the professional realm, it could be giving feedback to a colleague who's not quite hitting the mark or who is having an impact on you and your work. Picture this, you're the manager and you have to tell Dave from accounting that his reports are more confusing than a crossword puzzle. Or it could be trying to negotiate a change in your workload with your boss which can sometimes feel like trying to convince a cat to take a bath. Can somebody explain to me why bosses never fully comprehend just how long your work actually takes and seem to think you can do it in half the time it actually takes? Am I right? Or is that just my old corporate trauma popping its head up to say, hello? (laughs) Now, let's connect all of this to your mental health. Tough conversations are like a double-edged sword. On the one side, avoiding them can lead to stress and anxiety and even impact negatively on our relationships. It's like when you sweep dust under the carpet. It doesn't disappear, it just builds up and leaves a bigger mess for you to take care of later. On the other hand, having these conversations, despite being challenging, can be incredibly freeing. It's like finally unloading that heavy backpack you didn't realize was making your shoulders ache. Addressing issues head-on can reduce stress, improve relationships, and boost your overall well-being. It's about facing the music, even if the tune isn't one you'd normally sing along to. But here's the thing, tackling these conversations requires a bit of skill. It's about balancing honesty with empathy and being prepared as well as being clear on your intentions. You need to be firm and assertive, but also open, fair and flexible. And I'll come back to all that in a bit. Let's talk about why we often avoid these types of conversations. And the reality is that there are generally several factors contributing to our reluctance to have difficult chats. Firstly, there's the fear of conflict. Of course, nobody wants to release a Pandora's box tsunami of drama, unless you're appearing in one of the thousands of Real Housewives franchises, in which case, 
I think you're contractually obliged to turn everything into a ruckus, palaver, or hullabaloo. <laughs> then, <laughs> then there's the concern about hurting someone's feelings or the risk of rejection and damaging a relationship. Self-doubt often plays a role, leaving us questioning the validity of our concerns, similar to hesitating before a big jump. Also, a lack of confidence in our ability to clearly articulate our thoughts can also hold us back. In many cases, the comfort of avoiding these conversations can be more appealing than confronting them. But the benefits of engaging in these discussions often far outweigh the discomfort. While tough conversations might not be anyone's idea of a good time, and even if the instinctive response might be to go running for the hills, they're essential for maintaining healthy relationships and good mental health. It's about allowing yourself to embrace the awkward, step into the unknown, and come out the other side hopefully with a stronger connection and a lighter heart. And who knows, you might just find that addressing the elephant in the room turns out to be more of a friendly chat than a frightening confrontation. So with that in mind, now let's talk about why we need to have tough conversations. Having tough conversations is a bit like eating your vegetables. Not always enjoyable, but incredibly beneficial for you in the long run, despite any short-term discomfort. So, there are several main reasons why these types of challenging chats are necessary if you want to improve and look after your mental health, such as clearing up misunderstandings. Miscommunication and misunderstandings can and often do get in the way of a healthy relationship. In fact, I think I said back in episode 193 about better relationships, Something like how effective communication is the number one ingredient in a healthy relationship. Whatever I said, I was right then and I'm still right. (laughs) More than 90% of our issues with one another would just be resolved if we communicated more in order to create clarity and understanding. It's about ensuring everyone is on the same page or at the very least reading from the same book. Okay, next, resolving issues. Because ignoring problems doesn't make them vanish. It often makes them grow like weeds in a garden. Addressing issues head-on, as uncomfortable as it might be, is crucial for resolution. And it's like dealing with a small leak before it becomes a flood. Next, strengthening your relationships. And while this might sound a bit counterintuitive at first, tough conversations can actually bring people closer together. Sharing your thoughts and feelings and listening to others creates a deeper understanding and fosters stronger connections. Next, avoiding bigger problems later, because addressing an issue when it's small is like patching up a small crack in a wall. Leave it unattended and you might eventually face a much larger repair job or even find yourself watching your wall crumble to dust in front of you. Tough conversations can prevent small issues from snowballing into bigger, more complicated problems. It's a bit of short-term pain for long-term gain. Next, 
promoting honesty and transparency. Because tough conversations encourage a culture of openness, something that can be particularly important in professional environments where honesty and transparency are key to a healthy workplace. Not to mention the fact that honesty plays an enormous role in your personal relationships, especially since secrets can do a lot of harm. Something I discussed last week in episode 207 about secrets. Another reason why you need to have tough conversations is personal growth. Because engaging in these conversations can be strenuous, but it also strengthens you. It's like a workout for your interpersonal skills. It helps develop essential skills like empathy, patience, and effective communication. And it's an exercise in personal development where you learn not only about others, but also about yourself. So plenty of reasons there to stop avoiding those tough conversations and just say what needs to be said. Although, of course, there's a little more to it than just jumping in head first and hoping everything will be okay if you want to have a positive outcome. So how do you do that? Well, let's first take a quick break to hear from the brands who help me create this show each week. And welcome back. Now let's get into the how-to part of today's episode and let's talk about how to approach tough conversations in a thoughtful way. First, think about it. Because as Aretha Franklin and the Blues Brothers suggested back in 1980, you better think, think, think about what you're trying to do to me. (laughs) So by that, I mean to really consider what it is you want or need to address and why. This is about being very clear on what your intentions are before you go any further. Now, it's not for me to tell you what you should or shouldn't say, and you need to do what you feel you need to do. However, I would caution you to think very clearly about what your intentions are before you go any further. If you're looking to find solutions and move forward, then that's healthy. But if you're looking to assign blame or to punish someone or to win an argument, then that's not particularly healthy and it's only going to add to the conflict. I don't think you should feel like you can't argue or fight for what's right if and when you need to, but do be clear with yourself about your motives first because fighting for the sake of it, or to come out on top, rarely leads to anything positive. Being right is often less important than finding a resolution in order to find peace of mind. Okay, next, prepare and reflect beforehand. Before you dive into a tough conversation, it's wise to take a step back and prepare. Think about what you want to say and why it's important to you to say it. By doing this, you can stay focused and avoid getting sidetracked by emotions during the chat. You can do this by writing down key points or even practicing out loud. Reflecting on your own feelings and the potential feelings of the other person can also provide insight, making you more empathetic and understanding. Okay, next. 
choose the right time and place. It's not just about what you say, but when and where you say it. Timing and setting are crucial for tough conversations. Choose a time and place where both of you feel comfortable and you're less likely to be interrupted, which can be helpful because it allows both people to be more relaxed and receptive. You wouldn't want to discuss something serious in the middle of a busy coffee shop or right before someone has another commitment. It's about finding a quiet, private space where you can speak freely without interruption. Okay, next, start a dialogue, which, by the way, is a two-way conversation, not a one-way dramatic monologue where you present a list of your grievances and demands. The point here is to have a healthy discussion by stating what the concerns are and then looking to discuss them. One way I tend to do this is to calmly explain what the issue is from my perspective, and then I'll invite discussion by asking, help me to understand what's going on here. It's one of my go-to questions that I don't have to think about too much, but which makes it clear I'm open to a real conversation. Another way you can do that is with my next point, ask open-ended questions. And that means asking questions that require more than a yes or no answer, because it invites the other person to share their thoughts and feelings, and can provide you with invaluable insights. Questions like, how do you feel about this situation, or what outcome are you hoping for, can open up the conversation more and help you dig deeper. Okay, next, be direct. Look, it's easy to beat around the bush or try to protect someone's feelings, but you can be direct without being unkind. And it's better to just get straight to the point and say what needs to be said. That makes you more comfortable because once it's said, then it's said. And it means the other person isn't sitting there wondering what's coming. One way to get straight to the point is with my next tip use I statements. And this is basically good communication 101. And I actually covered communication back in episode 134. When you're expressing your thoughts and feelings, use I statements instead of you statements, because it helps with taking ownership of your feelings. And it also reduces the likelihood of the other person feeling attacked, since it's about you not assumptions you're making about them and their motives. For instance, say, I feel upset when, instead of, you make me upset when you do this. This approach is helpful as it keeps the conversation from becoming full of accusations, which can lead to a more open and less defensive discussion. It's like painting a picture from your perspective, rather than trying to repaint from someone else's. Next, actively listen, because listening is just as important as speaking in tough conversations. Active listening involves fully concentrating, understanding, responding, and then remembering what is being said. 
This can be helpful because it shows respect for the other person's perspective and helps you understand where they're coming from. You can do this by maintaining eye contact, nodding, and repeating back what you've heard to confirm your understanding. Next, stay calm and controlled. Tough conversations can easily become heated, but staying calm helps in maintaining a more constructive dialogue. This can be done by taking deep breaths, pausing before responding, and keeping your tone even. It's helpful because it prevents the conversation from escalating into an argument. If you think that you'll struggle with this, consider getting a neutral third party involved. Okay, next, be aware of your body language because the nonverbal cues you give off can speak volumes. Maintain an open posture, make appropriate eye contact, and nod from time to time when they're speaking to show you're engaged. This is helpful because nonverbal cues can reinforce your words and show sincerity. Another way to do that is with my next point, mind your tone, because the tone of your voice can have a significant impact on how your message is received. Aim for a calm, respectful, and non-confrontational tone. It's helpful because a gentle tone can diffuse tension and foster a more productive conversation. Next, show empathy. Most people don't go out of their way to cause conflict with others. More often than not, it's a misunderstanding or someone has done or said something without really thinking about it. True malicious behavior is fairly rare, at least outside of the realms of politics and reality television. Show understanding for the other person's feelings or situation, which can help them feel heard and valued, potentially reducing their defensiveness. You can do this by acknowledging their perspective or feelings, even if you don't necessarily agree. It's like saying, I see your piece of the puzzle and it's important. Okay, next, avoid blame language. And you do that by focusing on the issue, not the person. Blame language can escalate emotions and derail the conversation. You can avoid it by talking about situations and behaviors rather than someone's personal attributes or your perception of their motives. Next, be honest but tactful. Being truthful is key, but so is courtesy and respect. Deliver your message clearly, but considerately. If you're assertive yet kind, the message is more likely to be received well. Next, stay focused. Tough conversations can easily go off track, so stay focused on the main issue and don't get sidetracked by other grievances. This is helpful because it prevents the conversation from becoming overwhelming, and you can do this by gently steering the conversation back to the main point if and when you need to. Next, acknowledge your part. If you contributed to the issue, acknowledge it. This shows honesty and accountability, 
which can be disarming and helpful for a constructive conversation. Next, focus on solutions, not just problems. While it's important to discuss the issues, you also need to actively steer the conversation towards potential solutions or next steps so it moves the discussion forward. You can either get bogged down in the details of whatever did or didn't happen, or you can find a practical way to move forward. But you can't do both. You can move the conversation from problem-oriented to solution-oriented by asking questions like, what can we do to improve this situation? Be open to finding a compromise or middle ground if you can't completely agree. Okay, next, manage your expectations. Not all issues are going to be resolved in one chat. Be realistic about what the conversation can achieve so you can avoid disappointment while also setting the stage for ongoing dialogue. Enter the conversation with an open mind and be flexible so that you can adapt based on where the conversation goes. Perhaps you wanted a specific resolution, but you may have to settle for firmly stating your boundaries instead to ensure that the situation doesn't occur again, or that if it does, you're able to address it even more assertively next time since you've already set boundaries. By the way, I covered boundaries back in episode 53. Okay, next, aim to end on a positive note. Where you can, try to finish up with a positive or constructive element, even if that's just agreeing to disagree. This can be helpful because it leaves the door open for future dialogue and it maintains the relationship. I suggest taking some space afterwards and then following up later. A simple check-in to thank the person for listening and to see how they're feeling or maybe a discussion about how to proceed with any next steps. It shows you care about the conversation and the person involved And it's also an opportunity to clarify any misunderstandings. And for more tips on tackling tough conversations, watch my latest video. It's out now on YouTube and Spotify, and it's linked in the episode description. Because when it comes to tough conversations and mental health, what it all boils down to is this. Navigating difficult discussions is a skill that, like any other, can be honed and refined with practice and patience. Very few people enjoy conflict, but the fact is that sometimes you need to say what needs to be said. Instead of avoiding it, choose to be thoughtful and considered in your approach. Take time to prepare, approach the conversation with empathy, actively listen, and focus on seeking solutions. If you do all these things, you can transform what initially seems like a daunting interaction into an opportunity for growth and deeper connection. Each conversation is a step towards not only resolving issues and fostering greater understanding, but also towards your own personal development. Remember, healthy relationships aren't conflict-free. They're simply ones where conflict is handled in a respectful and considerate way. The choice is yours, as it is with all things related to your well-being. So, what choice will you make today?
Each week, I like to finish up by sharing a quote about the week's topic, and I encourage you to take a few moments to really reflect on it and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by an unknown author, and it is, One difficult conversation is better than a bunch of conversations that avoid the truth. Let me repeat that. One difficult conversation is better than a bunch of conversations that avoid the truth. All right, that's nearly it for this week. What's the main thing you're taking away from this episode? If you're listening on Spotify, you can answer in the Q&A section below. On any other platform, you can let me know on Instagram at LTA Mental Health or by commenting on the transcript, which you can have delivered to your inbox each week, along with my newsletter, Thursday Thoughts. Sign up at ltamh.com or use the link in the episode description. Plus, if you'd like more tips, then follow me on my other Instagram account. It's Jeremy Godwin and support my work. Plus, get early access to ad-free episodes on Patreon. Next week, I'll be talking about goals. Where are you heading in life? It's a big question that we might often ask ourselves or that we find ourselves being asked by other people. And the truth is that not all of us have a clear idea of which direction we want to head. And that's completely okay. I only have a vague idea of the things I'm working on in the next few months. Forget about the next few years. Setting goals and thinking about the bigger picture can either be a rigid process or it can be an opportunity to think about who we want to be and who we don't want to be without the pressure of locking ourselves into a specific set of outcomes that we absolutely must achieve without fail. So next time, I'll be talking about what goals are and what they are not, why we need goals, and how to set goals and work on them in a thoughtful way. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released on Sunday, the 10th of December, 2023. Thank you very much for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world, because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time. Let's Talk About Mental Health is an independent program proudly produced by Reconnaissance Media, helping you find meaning and gratitude. For more information, visit reconnaissancemedia.com.